everybody. I'll tell you, Maisa, you know, one of the, the great, great tzaddikim, Mizritcher Magid, the one that took over the, uh, the leadership of the Hasidic movement after the Baal Shem Tov, after the Baal Shem Tov passed away, so Mizritcher Magid. So there's a Maisa like this, that they, uh, a Bacher once came to Mizritcher Magid for a bracha, for a shidduch. And uh, he comes into Mizritcher Magid, gives his kvittel with his name and everything, asking for a shidduch. So Mizritcher Magid looks at it. And he asks an interesting question. So, why do you think you're having a hard time with Shadokhan? Like, if you had to identify the problem, at least in your mind, what would the problem be? So, the Bachar thinks, he says, I'll tell you the truth. To me, what, what seems to be holding me back, honestly, says the Bachar, is the fact that I don't have a parnasa. I don't have a stable job. I don't have enough money to support a family. So, I feel like that's one of the big uh, obstacles in my way. So the Mr. Jamagid hears, okay. And then the Mr. Jamagid says like this. He says, uh, my suggestion to you would be is that the, f- the next, the first shidduch that is presented to you, just say yes. The first shidduch. Now you have to understand in those days when we talk about a shidduch being presented, we're not talking about only just going on a date. We're talking about like to get married. So Mr. Jamagid said, first opportunity, just take it. Okay, that's the Rebbe says. Now, this Bachar didn't live in the town of Mezrich where the, the Magid was. He lived in a, in a distant town. And so it was a number of days traveling from his home to the Magid and now from the Magid back home. So along the way, he stops by, you know, he's passing through shtetl to shtetl. And so one of the shtetl that he's passing by, it's already getting late at night. So he has to stay overnight in this shtetl. So he goes to a Kachmi, he goes to an inn, a hotel. And uh, he goes in there, and the way it worked was that, you know, you would have, you would, you know, rent a room to sleep in, but then there was like this huge uh, general dining room that everyone in the hotel would eat their meals and just hang out. And so this, this Bacher, he's, uh, you know, uh, a God-fearing Jew, uh, you know, an Erlicha Bacher, and so he's in this dining room. And he sees what's going on, and the whole dining room is full of uh, very, very rough and, um, you know, difficult personalities, let's put it that way. People that he wouldn't necessarily want to associate with or even have, <laughs> he doesn't even want to make eye contact with them, doesn't want to ha- have any trouble. These, it seemed to be in this dining room, the people that were there, the customers that were there in this hotel seemed to be the types that could cause trouble. And this could, he, he happens to be there, he didn't want to make any trouble, he didn't have any trouble. So this Bachar is sitting in the corner, he's saying, tell him, he's learning, he's doing his thing. Now, meanwhile, it's going on like this for a few hours. After a bunch of hours, all that's left in the dining room is this Bacher sitting in the corner learning and a bunch of, um, you know, rough, rough young men in the other side of the room who are drinking, drink after drink after drink, getting drunk, getting aggressive with each other, just uh, a rough bunch of people. And the whole time this Bacher is just, just like praying, <laughs> don't let them see me, I don't want to... So you know, what happens is his mazel, these uh, ruffians begin to take notice of this bacher sitting in the corner of the room. And so they're half drunk. And so they come over to him and they start, you know, chapping with him. They push him around, you know, pull his hat and you know, making fun of him and trying to, uh, to, you know, sort of instigate a fight. Now this bacher's not interested in fighting. He's just sitting as long and doing his whole thing. And at some point they begin to ask him questions. 
and he feels threatened. If he, he feels that if he doesn't respond to their questions, they're going to beat him up or something. So he begins to engage them in a conversation. So they ask him what his name is, where is he from, and they ask him, like, what's he doing here? So in the midst of this conversation, and he's very intimidated by the whole thing, he begins to tell them that he was by the Mizrach Shemagid. And they say, oh, the ears peak up, like, oh, the Mizrach Shemagid. And what, was the, and what were you going to the Tzadik for? So he tells them, he's an innocent bachar, he probably shouldn't have told them, but this is what he does. He says that I was there by the Rebbe to get a bracha for Shadochim. Oh, for Shadochim. And what did the Rebbe tell you? So innocently, he says what the Rebbe said, that the Rebbe said that the first Shadok that, uh, that, that is offered to me, I should take it. So now these guys know what the, uh, you know, they know what type of fun they're going to have the rest of the night. Oh, the first Shadok you want is taken. Well, one of these guys says, I have a sister. And the sister is working in the, in the kitchen over here. And uh, let's see, are you interested in the Shidduch? Now this Bachar is a Tamimistic uh, Chassid. And the Rebbe said, the first Shidduch opportunity you take, you take. So that's what he does. Yes, I'll take it. <laughs> these, guys, these guys don't believe it. They were expecting him to refuse and then they would push him around. He says yes to the Shidduch. And so then these guys want to test him further. He says, oh, okay, you say yes to a shidduch. Maybe that's tonight. By tomorrow you'll regret. You know what? I have an idea. Let's make the chasana now. Let's make a chuppah right now. And so the guys, the bachar's like, the Rebbe said to be makabal the first shidduch, 100%, fine. Let's do the chuppah mamish right now. So they bring the daughter, the, the, the sister in, and they tell her what's going on. The whole thing is a joke. The whole thing is, uh, they're, take, they're not taking this too seriously. Meanwhile, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're elbowing him, pushing him around, pulling on his hat, you know. Uh, he, he, the whole situation is very intimidating to this bacher, but the rabbi said, take the first shidduch, he takes the first shidduch. And so what they do is, and they're again, they're half drunk, the girl's also half drunk, and they set up this chuppah, whatever it is, this makeshift chuppah, and the bacher says, you know, I have, uh, he doesn't have a ring, but he has uh, some kesef, something of value, that he can be able to make a kedushin. The problem is, you need a ksuba. So the guys are like, you know, they were rough and they were half drunk, but at least they know in those days it was very posh, you know, you do a chasana, you're going to do it the right way. So you need a ksuba. How are we going to get a ksuba at 3 o'clock in the morning in the middle of, a, of, a, of an inn, in the middle of nowhere? So the bacher says innocently, I know how to write a ksuba. He was a Talmud Chacham as well. I can write my own ksuba. He's taking this very seriously. So he sits down with a paper and pen, and Mamish, from his own memory, writes a whole ksuba, and they go through the chasana. They, have, they find Adem, not these drunk guys, but they, they knock on one of the hotel rooms, get two uh, Erlich Yidin to come as, as witnesses, and they mamash make a chasana, and he gets married to this uh, sister of one of these hooligans. And that's what happens. Now, meanwhile, now it's the middle of Shavrachis, right? So now these guys are drinking more Lechaims, and they're getting drunk, and they're getting even more rough with, uh, with this poor chasana now, and they're just having a good time, and it's a big balagan. Now, meanwhile, the the owner of this establishment was coming back from wherever he was. And he, the, the owner was actually the father of the Kala and the father of one of these uh, boys as well. And all these other guys were the friends of the son of the owner of the Balabas of this whole establishment. So he's coming home, you know, it's very, very almost early morning and he's on his way back from wherever he was. And he's come, he comes and he hears like a whole commotion going on in his, uh, in his hotel. And he opens the door and he sees a strange scene of his son with all of his, you know, friends. They're all half drunk. And his daughter's there half drunk. And this like innocent chassidah shabachar 
that's there, like St. Tillman learning, and there's like a makeshift chuppah, like what's going on over here? So he tries to get like, what's going on? <clears throat> so meanwhile, his son and his daughter come to him, and they explain what happened, that there was this bachar over here, we wanted to have fun with him, and we made a whole chasana. Now meanwhile, all the, all, you know, this guy's, this guy's son, again, was a, a rough kid, his daughter is a rough girl, and all of their friends were rough people, but he's an adult already, he's an, he's a, an adult person, a businessman, and he hops that his kids are not uh, exactly, you know, not taking life too seriously. So he comes over, he goes over to this chassidish kid, and he says, listen, you know, what's his name, Yankel? He says, Yankel, listen, I'm so sorry that my son and his rough friends made you crazy all night, I really apologize, but, uh, but you, you could go home now. So he's like, I married your daughter, it was a real kedushin. And he's and the and the, the, the Baal bus says, "Listen, I do me a favor. Just just go home. Don't worry about it." He said, "No, no, no. This is a real kedushin." And he shows him the ksuba. And it was like a real and and he and he gave her uh, something of monetary value for kedushin. And now the now the Baal bus is thinking, "Oh my gosh, my daughter just got married. Like what what am I supposed to do?" So he says to the bacher to the chas, and he says, "Listen, you know what? How, how to write a ksuba by heart? Write a get by heart and divorce my daughter. This is ridiculous." So he's like, no, the rep, I went to the Mizuch Magid yesterday, and this is where it's all coming from. The Mizuch Magid said, the first shidduch it's offered to you, you should take it. This was the first shidduch I'm taking it. And the Baal is like, are you mishigana? What's wrong with you? You don't know my daughter. She is not uh, up to your standard in Yiddishkeit, Bechlal. You see what the scenario is over here. Are you crazy? Divorce my wife and move on in your life. This is ridiculous. This is clearly not what the Mizuch Magid meant. He's like, no, the Rebbe said, do it. So the father says, so he says, okay, I, I know what this is about. You want 500 ruble? I'll give you 500 rubles to divorce my daughter. Nothing doing. I'm not doing it for the money. It's not because I'm, I'm not trying to blackmail you. The, the rabbi said I should take my first shidduch. This is my first shidduch. And the, the father's like, oh, 1,000 rubles. Do you want 1,000 rubles? Fine, I'll give you 1,000 rubles. I'll give you 1,000 rubles to divorce my wife. Nothing doing. I'm not interested. This is my wife. This is my shirt. The rabbi said take the first shidduch. So, so the, the Baal Bas doesn't know what to do. This, this bacher is not, uh, not giving it at all. So he says, listen. What if, what if we go back right now to Mizit Shemagid and we go into the Rebbe and we'll tell the Rebbe the situation and I guarantee you the Rebbe hearing the situation is ridiculous. This is clearly not what he meant. So if the Rebbe himself tells you to divorce my daughter, will you do it? He said, of course. If the Rebbe says I'll do it, I'll do it. I'm only married because the Rebbe said yes. So uh, if he says to divorce, I will also. Fine. So the Balbas is absolutely convinced that the Mizit Shemagid is going to tell them to end this. It's ridiculous. So they go back to Mezrich and they go and they have an appointment with the Rebbe and they go in, and they tell over the whole situation what happened. And then the Balabas says to Mr. Chumagi, he says, Rabbi, isn't it obvious that, uh, you know, that he should divorce my wife, uh, my daughter? So Mr. Chumagi thinks for a minute, and he says, I, I, I understand the situation. Let me talk to the chassan privately. Okay. He says what happens. So he the chassan stays in the room. The father-in-law leaves. And the Rebbe says to the chassan, he says, listen. It's Mastama, it, it probably makes sense for you to divorce her. But Lemaisa, if your father-in-law offered you a thousand ruble, then you should take the thousand ruble. Divorce her, but, but make sure you get the thousand ruble first. Get your father-in-law to give you a thousand ruble, and then you'll commit to divorce his daughter. Okay, that's the Rebbe said. Calls the uh, Balabas back in. And so he says to him, listen, you know, I spoke to the chassan. And uh, we agree that Taka, it makes sense for him to divorce your daughter, but you did agree to give a thousand ruble, so you have to give a thousand ruble first. Okay? 
That's the, the Balba says, okay, I did say that. If that's the deal, that's the deal. He writes a check or you know, whatever the situation is. Uh, he gives the Bachar a thousand ruble. And now the Rebbe says, okay, now that the Bachar got, the Chassan got a thousand ruble, now it, it's okay for him to divorce your, wife, divorce your daughter. And so they're about to leave and the Chassan's going to get a, you know, they're going to write a baguette and they'll, and they'll go through a divorce. As they're about to open the door to leave, the, the Mr. Jamaga calls the Balabas. He says, listen, one second, but before you go, I know what you're probably worried about. What are you worried about? So after this whole mess, this whole mess, what you, you have a, a big problem on your hands. What's the big problem? Now your daughter is a grusha. She's a divorcee. And it's going to be that much harder for, him to, for her to find a, a, a shidduch. So the, the Balabas is thinking, it is part of my, you know, it is on my head right now that I'm not, not how am I going to explain this to any future prospects <laughs> that my wife is a divorce, that my daughter is a divorcee, and I'm going to have to explain this whole scenario, and it's not going to paint her in a, in a positive light. It, it's a problem. <clears throat> so the Mizrach Jamaga says, but I have an Eitzah. What's my Eitzah? Happens to be, I know of a chasen. And this chasen actually just fell into a lot of money, a thousand ruble. And happens to be this chasen, I'm pretty sure, is willing to marry your daughter. And if they go through with it, then I'll give you a bracha haftach. I promise you that everyone will be, their Yiddishkeit will be raised, your daughter's Yiddishkeit will be raised to the level of the chasen. And they'll be able to see nachas, they'll have children, Doris Yisharim, Mamish Adbias called Tzaddik, will be a, 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 a beautiful mishpach and Kla Yisrael until Mashiach comes. So the, the, the Balbas is hearing this. Who's the chasen? So the Mr. Jamaka said, right there, that's the chasen. He fell into a thousand ruble, and he's willing to marry, uh, to, to, to stay married to your daughter. It should be a shidduch, it should be, the zivik should be Eliyafa. Balbas heard that, he says, okay, fine. He's like the rabbi, that's the way it is. And they got married. As a shem, they had children, they had nachas, and she w- was able to be raised up her Yiddishkeit, matched him. They're able to reduce mishpach uh, l'shem l'chavir l'sifaris. It's a it's a funny it's a funny story, but you know there are there are some things in life that when you first experience them, it feels like a joke. It feels like ridiculous. How could there be anything positive coming out of this? But you know what? Sometimes Hashem has a way of bringing good things in the world, and the first and the way it enters into the world is in a way that people don't realize it's good. But only once it's here, then already it's here, and eventually it reveals itself as good. Hashem should bless us that everything Hashem does for us is good, and everything that everything and everything Hashem does is only Shefa, Bracha, and Hatzlacha. Sometimes it starts off in a joke. Sometimes it starts off in an, in an opposite type of way. It starts off in a way that's not so obviously good. But once it's here, it's here. And then eventually it'll morph and it'll develop and it'll manifest itself as only goodness. Hashem should bless us. To see this week good in a manifest and revealed way. A week of Hatzlach, of Yeshua, of Nechamas, of Yisqal Tzedek, Meher Vimeinu, Amen.